Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to... A loss in Portland. Pretty ugly, to be honest. 135 to 110. A 25-point drubbing that, um, you know, sometimes the final score can um, not be uh, as indicative of the actual temperature of the game by a possession-by-possession basis. Yeah, final score checks out. (laughs) Final score checks out uh, to how this one felt, especially in the second half. I mean, the second half of that basketball game was just... So ugly uh, for a myriad of reasons. I mean, we'll we'll get into some of them. Um, look, I, I'm going to remember this one. Uh, well, hopefully, I forget uh, about this one. But if I, if I ever do remember back to October 24th uh, in the year of our Lord 2022, it's 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 the Anthony Simons game. I mean, that's that that's what it is for me. Um, yeah, there was a lot of other stuff that uh, contributed uh, to. Um, the Nuggets loss, and we'll get into a couple of them here. But but Simons was just uh, brilliant. I mean, just just brilliant. Uh, made seven threes, six of them there uh, in a single quarter, and that was that was Kobe hot. That that's prime Steph hot. That's that's Clay Thompson hot. Um, that was brilliant. I mean, and it wasn't all bad defense. Not every single one of those threes. Uh, was was bad defense, but um, you, you know you, you, you take your, you take your hat off uh, first and foremost. That was wow. I mean, just like another one. Wait, another one. He was brilliant. Let's let's give him his flowers. He was absolutely brilliant. He led. Um, well, actually, he did he actually didn't lead uh, the Blazers in scoring, which which tells you, um, you know how good uh, Lillard was. I thought Lillard was really good, uh, largely efficient. He made four threes of his own, dished out eight assists to one single turnover, and I, honestly, I saw a uh, from a physical standpoint a pop in um, Lillard's um, physical, like a pep in his step. Uh, that I, 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 you know, I had to get reminded of what it looks like when um, he's healthy, and that hadn't been the case for for a, a while. Um, he's an aging player as well. Couldn't tell um, from from uh, a Monday night. I mean, that was he was terrific. He was terrific. The burst was there. The blow by uh, speed and ability was there. Um, so yeah, I mean, Lillard just absolutely killed it. He was a plus 24 when he was out uh, on the floor and that was a second to only Yusuf Nurkic, who was a plus 26. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was not freaking ideal. I mean, guys, the, the defense of this basketball team right now, um, is just putrid. Let's just call it for what it is. It's not good right now. And you know, it's, it's, it's actually, um, it's a little bit disturbing, um, it's a little bit disturbing, not just because of the raw numbers uh, when you're giving up 125 points a game, which ranks dead last in the NBA. Dead last. In a league of 32, the Nuggets are 30 right now, okay? Um, and they're giving up, what is it? I think their opponent field goal, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, their opponent field goal percentage, opponents are shooting 50% on the Nuggets. 50%, guys. 50%. From the field in the league of 30, it's dead last. It's dead last. So, uh, 
I don't, you know, this is it's disappointing. Okay, let's just start there. And actually, let, let's not start there. Let's start with the emphasis that we're four games in. We're four games in. This is not. This is the sample size is going to increase and increase and increase. And of course, it's not going to stay that bad. It can. It better not. But um, the expectation coming into the season with the defensive upgrades of KCP of Bruce Brown, we talked about it extensively here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. And then you heard the words that were coming out of training camp, and it was like, oh, you know, Michael Malone, defensive-minded coach, he wants to be a top-five defense. You looked at some of the stuff on paper, and you can kind of use your imagination and say, okay, maybe, 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 maybe five is you know really rich, maybe too rich for your blood. Um, but but if they could be top ten uh, defensively, considering who they are offensively, then you want to know what these guys could be in really really great shape. Um, they're so far removed from those expectations; it's uh, laughable, and you only laugh so you don't cry. So. There you and you're talking about like filing things, uh, filing sentences under um, things that you didn't see coming. Portland Trailblazers at four and to start the season, the only uh, unbeaten team uh, in the Western Conference right now. Yeah, didn't see that coming. We'll see if it's sustainable. I don't think that it is, but um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Can't you can't start better than four and That's hard to do. That's hard to do. Um, I don't care who you are. And, yep, the, the there was a, a, a Lakers win in there. The Lakers are not very good. We'll talk about the Lakers here at the end of the podcast. Um, but they beat the Suns. Uh, didn't really see that coming. Kings, I think, are going to be much improved this year. They went on the road uh, and beat the Kings. So, yeah, Portland, really good so far. Really good. Let's we'll see if it holds up. Um, wasn't expecting a zone defense to throw off the Denver Nuggets the way that it did uh, on Monday night. But here we are. Um you know, the, these guys should not, especially with the, the, the veteran nature of this team, most of the guys, um, should not uh, look like they're seeing zone basketball for the first time in their life. So that was um, disappointing for sure. Um, so between, you know, Simon's going nuts, the defense giving up 135 points with 80 points in the second half. 80? 80 guys in the second half? Are, are, like, are we are we serious here? Are we serious? That that can that should never happen again. The rest of the season, I don't care who you play, you should not be giving up eighty points in, in a single half. Um, so between Simon's going nuts, Lillard looking terrific, the zone defense totally throwing uh, the Nuggets off, um, and then you know you can look at you know uh, the, the it's it's early, okay, it's early, but. The, the the best opposing players um, that the that the Nuggets have gone up against have had really really good success so far against this team. Like so, like the guys that you go into, um, you know, on your scouting reports, like okay, this guy's gonna score. Okay, we know that, but we just can't let him kill us. That guy, whoever it's been so far, is killing the Denver Nuggets. So it doesn't matter if you're talking about you know Steph Curry going for you know thirty four the other night. Or Lillard uh, going for 31 the other night. Um, you talk about uh, in in w- with Oklahoma City, like who's the one guy that you don't want to just kill you? Like he's going to get his, but you know, let, let's let's try to keep him. You know, you know that's that's Shea, uh, Gildress Alexander for Oklahoma City. Um, he was good against Denver, right? I think he had 28 points. I want to say. Um, and then I guess you can go back to the first season, uh, or first season, the first game of the season. Um, I guess that really didn't happen 
um, and I don't know who that guy would be for for Utah specifically. Um, you know, Mike Conley didn't go crazy. I, you know, Laurie Markkinen played well. It was it was the bench. I mean, it was the bench in that Utah game. Colin Sexton um, really played well. So I guess not as applicable for the first game of the season. But the last three, it's like, hey, like their their other dudes are, are killing you. And uh, meanwhile, Jokic, who's the dude um, against Portland, takes four shots. Uh, like, what wh- what what do I what do I even say here? Um, you know, we've been doing this podcast long enough where, uh, and this is our fifth season here, we've been doing it long enough where, like, we used to have these conversations about Yoke. We just stopped having them, like, because they were just not relevant anymore. This guy, you don't win the MVP with having nights, like, when you're, when you're scoring, you know, uh, what do you finish with? Nine, I think it was, and, but you, but you, you took, you took four shots, four total shots. That's not acceptable, okay? And these are conversations from yesteryear. These are conversations that, um, or Earl Boykins uh, and I used to have when we started this podcast um, before he left uh, for the player development job at Arkansas. We used to have these conversations about Jokic because it was infuriating. Like we would watch Jokic on a Tuesday put up a triple double against a team like Portland, and then two days later against the Kings, he would shoot it four or five times, and it'd be it'd just be maddening because it's like well, you're showing us that you can do this. So why aren't we seeing you do it every night? Why why can't you do it three out of four nights? Right, like that was what we were asking at the time, and then those conversations just went away because he just totally turned the corner. Um, in that, um, what season was it? Was it 19th? No, it was 2018-19 season. I think we stopped having those conversations um, when he was a first-team All-Pro. I think that was the year he, he got first-team for the first time, um, let alone MVP campaigns, right? So, but why am I, like, I don't know why we're talking about this. Why, you know, I made an analogy today on the radio. Like, when you, in football, and people get mad at me because I talk football and I'm always making basketball analogies because that's my background um, or more of my background anyway. Uh, but in football, and make a football analogy. If you are looking at an opposing offense and the quarterback is in shotgun and there's not a back in the backfield, not a running back in the backfield, and it's just in, 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 like they say empty, what, 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 do you think the, what do you think the offense is going to do? They're going to throw the ball, right? They're signaling to you they are throwing the football. There's n- there's not another re- uh, a recourse there. Well, it, like the basketball version of that is what we say, like triple threat position, right? You can pass, dribble, or shoot, right? Well, you can only shoot if you're looking at the basket. Jokic, the amount of times that he looked at the basket, I could count on two hands. And you're just, you're, you're, Jokic is such a threat offensively by him even looking at the basket. And having an aggressive approach to a single possession, you're going to change how a defense um, operates. Whether it's you know being mindful of being a help defender or the on-ball defender just being hyper aware and present um, as you know recognizing an offensive threat. If you're not looking at the basket, you're not an offensive threat. Newsflash, right? So um, that was just disappointing. I don't know how else to say it. It was just disappointing. It was nine points. It was nine rebounds. It was nine assists. And um, not close to good enough, you know, from your leader, from your alpha dog. And I wonder if it's like a night like last night, it's Jokic, you know, approaching the game with a certain um, just just general approach, you know, general mentality um, that he's going to get other guys involved. I I, I, like I'm looking for explanations. I I really don't know. I I, I don't know. Um, 
But that can't happen again. I, I do know that. That can't happen again. Jokic should never play a game again in his career, let alone this season, where he's out there for 27 minutes and he shoots four times. Just can't happen. You actually you hurt the team. You're not helping. You're hurting because you're so good at what you do. And we saw this uh, against, um, uh, was it against Utah that we saw it when um, – it was just stretches in the in the game where it's like, why are you not killing fools? Like, why are you not domin like dominating right now on a possession by possession basis? Um, I I don't know. We'll see. You know, uh, who, who, who yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, we should never talk about this again. Not not in this way. Or maybe it was Oklahoma City. I'm thinking of. Like, who is who? Who do you think is guarding you right now? There's there there, there there's not someone out there. Yeah, it was OKC. It was like there's not someone out there that can that can stop you. Um, and Jokic took just uh, just uh, just ten shots in that game. Did get to the free throw line. So that's part of the context there. Um, what else here? God, that third quarter was bad. Holy crap! That Blazers third quarter was just awful. Scored forty four points. They got they got outscored by nineteen points in a twelve minute uh, period. That's disgusting. That's that should not happen. Um, we'll see. I mean, Malone was not happy after the game. So it t- it took it took it took less than a week for Malone to fully rip the team. Um, you know, and say that was just pitiful, um, unacceptable. And he was right. He was right. Uh, I thought uh, Aaron Gordon was the best basketball player uh, on the floor on Monday night for Denver. Uh, he continues to be really good. Uh, Aaron Gordon, 12 of 16 from the floor, but he took two threes. So that, that means he's 12 of 14 from two. Um, he continues to be one of the uh, the most aggressive Denver Nugget. I mean, he is on a mission this year. He truly is. He's averaging 17 points, and it's a little too early to look at averages and believe that they're going to hold up because I don't think that Gordon is going to average 17 points this season. Um, but you saw it in the very first game of the year um, uh, against Utah on the road. He was the most aggressive version of himself. Uh, he got 17 shots up in that game. That's the season high uh, in the young season. Um, you know, uh, it, it was maybe less of that way against Golden State because I, I think he was just settling for three a little bit too much. Um, but uh, against Portland the other uh, on Monday night, he was just that dude, man. And I don't know, and maybe I can look it up here on the fly. Um, I don't know how many dunks Aaron Gordon has, um, but this dude, did he like have eight dunks on Monday night? That that's 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 what it looks like. That's what it felt like. And maybe maybe it wasn't um, eight, but maybe it was six. But regardless, I mean, this dude is just a dunking machine right now. He is a dunking machine and um, hyper efficient Monday night. Just I just love the aggressiveness, but but not getting carried away with the aggressiveness. Like I think that the Bones Highlands getting in trouble with that right now, um, and Bones um, get his numbers here. Um, okay, so he finished with 15 points, uh, five of 10 from the field, uh, made four threes, was you know pretty good offensively, um, you know made a deep one, but. Still, it, like I think those offensive numbers are a, if just on face value a little bit deceiving. Seeing Bones um, just try to do just 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 a little bit too much, and I think that he's it's coming from a good place. He's wanting to take that step forward that so many Nuggets fans have talked about. Um, I'm just more of the hey, let's 
let's let's let the games come to us. It will come back to you. And I'm not saying that he, he was, uh, um, you know, uh, getting ahead of himself on every possession, but um, just a little bit too much. Uh, just uh, just too much. Just too much right now uh, for Bones. So um, Malone's letting him play through it, which is interesting. Um, but you, you need that guy. You, you need that guy. So we'll uh, we'll keep our eye on on young young Bones Highland. Um, what else? Uh, DeAndre Jordan was not very good. Um, Bruce Brown, you know, and this is a conversation directly tied into to to Jamal Murray um, because Murray is struggling. Okay, let's just start there. Jamal Murray's struggling. There is a lot on Jamal's plate right now. He played uh, twenty seven minutes. All right, so that's legitimate, legitimate starters minutes there, and you're just not seeing like you, you maybe see a flash of it on a possession, right? He had that um, that that deeper three, that high rainbow, didn't hit anything but the net. I mean, just beautiful. But on a possession by possession basis, Jamal um, obviously just doesn't look like old Jamal. He was not expected to look like old Jamal from um, people that had reasonable expectations coming into this thing. But I wonder um, with Murray. Is it just too much right now? Is it just too much on his plate? And and when he's out there, are you asking him to pick up where he left off as a player? And and is that fair um, to Jamal Murray right now? Um, the early returns are not great. So do you just keep on playing him twenty seven minutes? I think that's I think that's kind of the, the question that needs to be asked here. Do you just continue uh, to play him twenty seven minutes and say, guess what? These are growing pains. We we were hyper aware. Speaking like like um, um you know Calvin Booth or Michael Malone. Like we were hyper aware that it was going to be a slow start. Our eyes are matching our expectation. Let's just stay the course and continue to rock. Or or do you take a you know maybe one third of those minutes off his plate and hope that um, when he's out there you get the you know. 8 out of 10 version of where he's at right now um, in the month of October in his you know first uh, basketball day after day in, in a couple of years nearly. So that's a question that I'm going to be following like super closely um, because the best game of the year so far for the Nuggets, I just got done talking about this on the radio uh, with, um, with DMAC uh, here on the fan in Denver. It's like, what was the best game of the year so far for Denver? It was unequivocally going on the road last Friday evening and beating the Warriors in Golden State. Well, that was the first night of a back-to-back. Jamal Murray didn't play. Bruce Brown got the start and was tremendous. That was his best game of the year, Bruce Brown's. So it's like, okay, what? It, what, what you're kind of at an early intersection here. Stay the course with Jamal and continue to do it and say, guess what? In December and January, um, we're going to see the dividends of, of this. Or do you say, guess what? We need to win that game in Portland. And the guy right now who gives us the best chance to do it is Bruce Brown in the starting lineup. Um, I hope that's not heresy for some people to hear. Uh, I think it's relevant. Um, But this isn't that unexpected uh, from Jamal. He was 3-for-12 from the field, um, shot two free throws, missed them both. That's unusual. For Jamal Murray, that's unusual. He was a minus fifteen uh, when he was out on the floor. That that was tied for the worst um, of the starters, uh, along with KCP. So, yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see how they handle it. We'll see how they handle it. They do have, and and, and you never thought you'd say this, or, or maybe you did coming into uh, coming into this season, but just in general, the history of, the, of this league and this matchup, you, you wouldn't say that. Um, 
hey, you, you got a you got to get right game against the Lakers. But that's exactly what that is uh, on Wednesday evening. On Wednesday evening, a national TV, ESPN, eight o'clock start here in Mountain Time. It's going to be one of those late guys for the East Coasters, um, and seven o'clock out there for the folks in LA. But the Los Angeles Lakers coming into Denver. Um, there's no such thing as a must-win game in October. Um, there's really not. But I, I do believe uh, it's not a must-win, but you must win it type of deal. Um, they're better than the Lakers, okay? The Nuggets are better than the Los Angeles Lakers. They should handle business in a serious way at home against the purple and gold. And then you're hosting the same Utah Jazz that just beat you in your uh, season opener. They're coming to Denver on Friday evening only to be followed up by L.A. coming, or you going right to L.A. against the Lakers team you just played, you know, um, was it 96 hours beforehand? So you got the Lakers on a Wednesday and a Sunday with the Jazz in between. You should win both of those games. The Nuggets should win on Wednesday night against L.A., on Friday evening against Utah. Um and it's just an opportunity to, to to get right, get back over five hundred, feel good about yourself, and not give up you know eighty points in a in a in a uh, in a second half, forty four points in a quarter. That can't happen. Um, so we'll see how this team responds. It's still very early. We're still gathering information. Okay, we are still gathering information, but we're not going to not react to the games. The games have started, right? The games have started. And the returns have been um, a bit disjointed and defensively just flat out not good. So we're going to continue to follow this. And no matter what happens on Wednesday evening against the Los Angeles Lakers on ESPN, we're going to be talking about it the next day right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast.